Darling lovers of the night, here we are again for another scintillating episode of Cake in the Bathtub. I'm so excited to bring you back to the glorious, marble-lined, opulent suite where Larry and his wife are sharing a special meal on the floor of the bathroom. Emily, please take this chocolate-covered strawberry that I'm going to put into your mouth. Larry, I, I take it into my mouth and I press down with my teeth upon it. Mm. You make my heart go flutter and things below the waist react in special ways. Oh, Larry, I, I always do all my actions based on what happens below your waist. Mm-hmm. Emily, I would feel so inclined to ask you to undo my belt buckle, but we only just begun. I feel like that'd be jumping to the non-chocolate-covered strawberry dessert too fast. <laughs> no, no, Larry, I wasn't talking about what was in your pants. I was talking about what was on the floor. Oh, yes. Look at these tiles on this floor. It's... Tremendous. Magnificent. This has to be a a 1920s or 30s architecture, a beautiful design. They were trying to find opulence at a time that was either the roaring 20s or the depressing 30s, but clearly this was made for those who were kings and queens among others. Oh, Larry, I thought I knew you, but when you say 1920s or 1930s, is this, it's as if you, you don't know that this was Clearly a 1927 tile. Emily, you have called me out for my foolishness and boasting something that I only knew partialness about. Emily, whenever you talk about tiles and ceilings and siding and other architecture with the exact years and brand names and models, oh, I lose myself and I melt before you. Oh, Larry, I, I remember a time when our relationship was fresh when you would, you would try licking the grout from the tiles and you, you would tell me stories based on, on what it tasted like and, and how that transported you back in time through the tiles of history. And, and now you just, you'll throw 1920s, 1930s, it's somewhere in there. I, oh Larry, I, I didn't mean to, say this in our, our romantic, lustful night, but, but I, I feel that there's, there's something missing, Larry. <sighs> Emily, uh, I'm sorry that I have not been as present as I should be with our love. I have taken you and the kids for granted at times, I feel. I still love you, I do. I just... I need the spark back, and I just don't know where it is. Well, Larry, I, I appreciate the attempt tonight. You, you're all ready to, I mean, your belt is off. You were ready and able. It, truly, it was, it was my fault tonight. I'm, I'm sorry for bringing up past history. I, 
I mean, we have the kid being babysit. We really should take advantage of it. We should, we should lust like the old days. I want to keep lusting with you and licking grout from any tile or floor that strikes our fancy and transporting you back in time with me. Larry, taste this, this tile right here underneath my toe. Just, just taste it. And we know it's 1927, but what month? What month was it installed in the floor? It's definitely a September installation. It was January! <gasps> no, I've lost it. Meanwhile, inside the dumbwaiter, the resident ghost of the Beau Rivage Motel was lamenting about the clientele. <laughs> oh, this place is full of morons. <laughs> they have no idea I'm getting my ghosties off watching them. <laughs> oh, God. I certainly don't miss stupid human life. Oh, stupid human life. God, stuff was so complicated when stuff was human and stupid. <sighs> well, that just reminds me of what it was like to feel humanity and uh, what it was like to feel anything at all, really. Uh, oh, God. What am I doing? I got to watch people get, get sexual to get my little ghosties off. I should be scaring people. I should be, I should be booing them instead of boo-hooing about the fact that I kind of miss being a stupid human. <laughs> Excuse me, can you can you keep it down? We rats are we rats are just we're kind of getting sick of all the the boo hoo hoo and we rats we can we're just getting sick. We just want some cheese and and all the boo hoo hooing is disturbing us. Can you keep it down? Can you keep it down? Yes, keep it down, please, keep it down. I, I, can't, I can't I can't contain my emotions. I can't. They're, they're pouring out of me like ectoplasm. And about that ectoplasm, it's kind of gross. I mean, it's not cheese. It's not tasty. And it leaves all kinds of residue everywhere. Just, you just, just keep the ectoplasm inside of you. Inside of you. And when it gets on the cheese, it ruins the cheese. I wish I could contain myself, but I can't because I can't leave the dumbwaiter. I was murdered in here and... And it's my curse to stay in here till I'm released. I couldn't even leave you alone if I wanted to. About that, the, the, your skeleton was, was quite tasty. Your bones were quite good. We, we enjoyed gnawing on them. It kept the teeth from getting too long. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much. Very nutritious. <laughs> oh, at least I could have provided somebody with something. Not only is my, my ghosty life meaningless, but my human life was meaningless too. At least I gave you rats something. Will Larry and Emily find their way back to the mutual spark? Will the ghost and the rats come to appreciate each other truly and deeply? We'll explore these themes after this commercial message. Hey you, are you and your husband losing the spark? Oh my God, the spark was gone with the wind the day we got married <laughs> do you want to get that energy 
back. I'd like any kind of energy coming out of anywhere. And what if you? I told you that you could conveniently combine it with a vacation. An energetic vacation? What are you sending me to Florida? <laughs> well, there's a lot of old people there. They'll join this soon enough. I want to send you and your spouse on an all-expense-paid cruise to Haunted Cruise Lines. Haunted Cruise Lines? That sounds kind of terrifying. We guarantee that all the cruise ships have had at least 50 people murder on them at some point, so that anytime you're making love, you have the excitement of knowing that somebody just might be watching. Ooh, murder. Murder's pretty exciting. You know, I murdered somebody once. It wasn't totally pre-planned, but I did it. Whoa, make sure you say I plead the fifth before you say that next time. <laughs> and do you have a kid that might get in the way a little bit? Oh, I, well, yeah, I, I, I had two kids, the one that I murdered, but the one that's left is really getting in my way. Well, the best thing is on our cruise, ghosts never need to sleep. So we leave our kids' room staffed at all times with ghost personnel. So you don't have to see your kid once on this cruise. More quiet time for you and the lover. That's excellent. In fact, could I just leave my kid there? Hey, just don't tell us, you know, we, we, but we could always use more ghosts. So do you want to know how you can possibly get an all expense paid cruise on the haunted cruise lines? Of course, but only if I could leave my kid in the dumb waiter. <laughs> I'm not going to ask any questions and we just let things go. But to get in on this, go to hauntedcruiselines.com. Right now we're new to this field. So we're giving away an entire ship of freebies. We need to build up that clientele so you can tell all your friends so go to hauntedcruiselines.com and what are you going to do uh murder my child <laughs> murder your child and register for this contest to get a freebie cruise ah yes both of those things yes hauntedcruiselines.com our ghosts just may be watching darlings lovers sweethearts <laughs> We rejoin Larry and Emily at the floating banquet in the indoor pool. Darling, this song takes me back. Where does it take you back to, darling? Let me lick the speaker and I'll tell you. I'm oh, getting put, a... your, put your tongue deeper into the into the speaker, dear. You don't get quite as much if you don't put the tongue far, far in, so far in that you're almost tasting wires and wood. Let me do that. Hey, DJ, what are you staring at? Go back to doing your job, okay? Me and my wife are having a moment. Larry, you're so forceful with, with other men. I wish you'd be as forceful with, with the things that you lick. Let me start now. Oh, Larry, I love watching you tongue things. Your, your tongue was the first thing that attracted me. It, it reminded me of a, a lizard's tongue, a, one of those lizards that has a tongue that just flies out and gets something. Or am I thinking of a frog? Well, it, it, some type of, of reptile or amphibian, but, but a tongue that, that was just so present. Well, right now my tongue is telling me that this tune was released August 17th, 1959, by a composer who was trying to get back the love of his life, but little did that composer know that 
that woman married someone else. But we're not going to listen to that part of the story. The part that concerns us is the passion and love present in this song and tune. Oh, Larry, I think maybe your tongue is coming back. When I put my tongue in there earlier, I, I, I got just Frank Sinatra. That's all I got. You, you got so much more. As long as one of our tongues is working, then we're still a, a team. A team. Larry, do you remember when we used to communicate just with touching of our tongues? And as the lovers make out, surrounded by floating plates of ricotta and chocolate cake, the food begins to topple over and fall into the indoor pool. And the lifeguard runs up to them and says, no, no, this behavior is unacceptable. Get a room. And they said, we do have a room. It's the presidential suite. So Larry and Emily get out of the pool and wrap themselves in towels, disregarding the crumbs their footprints are leaving behind them down the hallway to the elevator where they discover that the elevators aren't working. So they look around and there's something else, something that's kind of like an elevator. It's a dumbwaiter. And from the dumbwaiter, a rat beckons to them. Hey, you, over there, over there. You should come over here. You should come over here. Yeah, no, you probably wouldn't come over here if you could see me, if you could see me. Get but in just, here, get in here. Just get in here. <laughs> Emily, this is, uh, darling, this, I've never been beckoned audibly, only tonguely, but not audibly from an inanimate object like this. Larry, I, <laughs> I find it quite exciting to take a, alternative mode of transportation. I, I've never put my tongue inside of a dumbwaiter before. Let's try it together, my dear. And maybe if this turns out well, there'll be other things we try differently later in the presidential suite. Well, thank God that we used to be contortionists. <laughs> <laughs> They're coming right. in. They're coming in. Yeah. <laughs> Hopefully some more bones. Some more bones for our soup. <laughs> As the lovers' tongues touch the edge of the dumbwaiter, they are both struck with the ability to communicate with the resident ghost. <laughs> I sense humanity. Emily, that was neither of our voices. Larry, was that that did not sound like like you? That was not me, and that did not sound like you. Who else is in this dumbwaiter? Who else is outside of the dumbwaiter? Oh, oh. This, this dumbwaiter, we're, we're barely fitting in both of us in this moment with our contortionist abilities. How can there possibly be another voice here? Who are you? Why are you in the dumbwaiter with us? 
who are you and why are you in here with me? I've been trapped in here since my death in 1927, January of 1927. Oh, the tiles. Larry, Larry. Oh, I see some in the corner of my eye. There's a bit of cheese. Larry, can you reach it with your tongue and taste it? And perhaps, perhaps of this history, we'll, we will learn more. Let me try, my darling. I'm getting unusual taste. First of all, that, that cheese has been down here since before the great January of 1927. I don't know how that cheese is not more moldy than it is. There's some sort of ectoplasmum, plasma on it. Well, Larry, that was a hard word to say with your tongue acting so diligently. Perhaps this is not a ruse, but really is a ghost talking to us. I really, I really am somebody trying to talk to you. But it seems like you're more concerned with the piece of cheese. It's, this is very bizarre because I'm trying to let you know that this is not a safe place to be. What kind of dangers are in front of us? Well, it's the, the danger that surrounds you, really. Uh, once that dumbwaiter door closes, which it, it has, uh, you don't ever get out. <laughs> don't. D doesn't the dumbwaiter keep going up and up and up and then and then open when it gets to its destination? No, it got stuck. <gasps> and no one ever checks it. Only people who come in here every so often to have sexual encounters, but that's few and far between. You're doomed. <laughs> Larry... Emily, we are going to lick our way out of here somehow. I just know it. I don't know how, but we will find a way. Larry, my my tongue is currently in your ear because we're contorted. So I I think I'm happy. I think if this is how we are to die, this this would be a good way to die. I would say um, maybe don't die because there's not a lot of room in here and. Uh, I'm already pretty miserable as it is. Oh, Larry, as I lick your ear, I'm finding things out. I'm finding that you loved me truly and dearly. Even before we were married, your love was, the passion was outstanding. Oh, and your feelings for my, my hands and my, my other non-tongue body parts. Oh, Larry. Emily, I love you from top to bottom. Nothing I would change. And if you're okay to die, as long as we're together, I don't need to fight my way out of here. I will never uncontort. Till death do us part. Till death do us part. Till death do you join me. Will they indeed join the ghost? Find out after this commercial message. Do you have a incredibly unreasonable fear of rats? Oh, there's not one right here, is it? No, please tell me there's not one right now. No, not right here, not <sighs> right now. But I'm guessing you've probably read George Orwell's 1984. And do you know what happened to Winston Smith in that novel? The rats. Exactly. The cage of rats 
It was the ultimate torture. And one rat in your house, and you are a scaredy freedy pants. I'm sure I'm going to die if there's a single rat in here. Please tell me you didn't bring a rat with you. There's no rats anywhere nearby. Please tell me you didn't bring any. There is a rat <gasps> in the house, <gasps> but I've got something that can help. Please tell me. Please tell me. I'll pay you anything. What if instead of you being scared of the rats, the rats were scared of you? <gasps> How? Exactly. And you're too wimpy and just weak in general to ever scare something. So what do we do? Well, I've got some cheese for you, but it's special cheese. Do I eat the cheese? No, the rat eats the cheese, but the cheese is laced with LSD. Oh, it's a good thing you didn't let me eat it. Yes, but let's watch while the rat takes a bite of this LSD cheese. Here we go. It's coming up. It's going to bite it. It's going to bite it. And <laughs> the rat, it's getting all over the place. Oh, now it's rolling around. It, it's harmless. It's more scared of your pathetic self than you're scared of it. Where do I get this LSD laced cheese? Well, you can get it at Walmart, which is pretty much where you can get anything. And it even comes with an included little baggie where you can put the rat in the baggie and then toss it in the garbage. Shouldn't I go in the compost? Yeah, whatever. <laughs> it's not environmentally friendly, so don't worry about it. Walmart. Walmart. Go there today to get cheese with LSD for rats. So here we are, my darling boys and girls, at the conclusion of the story. We've been together for so long. We've been through so much together. But Larry, Emily have been through so much together. The rats have been through so much together. And the ghost has been through so much all by herself. But she's no longer all by herself. And it is this companionship epilogue that we bring to you right now. Their skin is so good, boss. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. Oh, I just, I love gnawing on a thigh bone. Nothing like a really good thigh bone. Yeah. <laughs> so, so ghost tonight. Emily and I were going to try to have a little private ghost date night in the corner. If you wouldn't mind maybe just turning around for a little bit tonight. Sure. I'll face my corner like I've faced it for over a hundred years. Oh, ghost, it's only temporary because, I mean, since the, the rats have been gnawing on us, our, our bodies have, have gotten smaller and, and we're getting a little bit more room. So, so uh, we've got enough space now to move around. It's, it's feeling more, it, well, it's feeling less like a dumbwaiter and, and more, more like a home. Yeah, we've embraced this home of death for us. Well, as the more you lose your souls, um, the less you're going to feel. So I suggest you get out all the humanity you can before you lose all your feels like I did. <laughs> but don't you see what you're doing? You're... You're crying because you're sad. That that's a feeling. Oh. 
oh, that's some real logic I haven't heard for a hundred years. Miss Ghost, I, I want to, look, Larry and I have been talking and, and it, it seems really unfair of us to be making love continuously in front of you. And I mean, there are three people in this house and well, we wanted to, we wanted to offer to you a, a, a place in, in, in the lovemaking. Like a thruple? Exactly, like a, like a thruple. And uh, we're not sure how it would work since we, we still have, you know, we still have some flesh and some bone left and, and, uh, and, and, and you don't, but, but maybe soul to flesh? Maybe you could just make a sandwich around me. I'll just see what that feels like. Yeah, that could work perfectly, I think. Completely on board with it. Completely on board with it. I, in fact, Miss Ghost, I, I've been wanting to, to stick out my tongue and, and just maybe lick your ectoplasm. You can certainly try. I just, I feel it's the only way to really get close to someone. Yeah, it's, well, judging by the way your tongue is sort of picking it up and it's sort of slipping around and sticky and sloppy, I guess it's, this is what romance is? It, it's like whale snot. That, that's, that's how I would most compare it to whale snot. But yes, you know, it's, it's, it's quite romantic. Emily, try, uh, try to guess her birth year from the taste. Uh, I'm getting, I'm getting, uh, I'm getting an aroma of 1857. Wow. November, that's... November 20th. That's spot on. You have quite the tongue for taste and knowledge is it is it spooky it, um, well i guess that is a little spooky that's a little weird uh, I mean, there's all kinds of emotions happening it, it's important that we all we all like each other's sense of humor did have any of you read they did and the thruple lived, so to speak, happily ever after, only being occasionally harassed by rats. The elevators started working again very soon after their deaths and the presidential suite was empty until it was the day for Larry and Emily to check out. Now they are listed in the missing persons database. Isn't that romantic? Thank you so much for being here with me, lovers of mine. Tune in next week for a brand new story of love and loss and desire and lots and lots and lots of different feelings and wishy things getting squished onto bodies. This is KRAR with affiliates in Shawnee, Kansas and Kansas City, Missouri. This concludes our broadcast day. Have a good night.
So uh, I guess that was the Halloween episode. <laughs> did did um, did everybody have a talk with the intimacy coach? She actually um, quit oh. after all of the lick talk. She said licking wasn't really her purview. Yeah. She said you can't actually taste a gear from licking. So the writers kind of got angry at her and it got ugly. Did, did, did anybody else see the, the parallels with like uh, No Exit, the play by that French existentialist where everybody's trapped together? Yeah, well, I feel like this might have been like a prequel. Huh. I just want to say I don't really feel that smart. And um, when you have commentary like that afterwards, Phil, I just feel like you're showing off. Oh, come on. Phil didn't even remember the author's name. No, no, just, you know, and honestly, the reason I didn't say the author's name was because it would be hard for me to pronounce it it's a french name sartre and oh, oh there he oh, is damn, you said sorry, sorry shit um yeah somebody, so the, <clears throat> showing off again no no i'm sure that was it was not was the it, right Phil, you don't need right? you don't need to flex every single week that you have a french literature degree okay we know it already yeah okay okay I, i'm i'm i mean it was just it's the basis of of you know the story so it just just seemed a real tie-in right there yeah go ahead and explain it to us commoners phil He's blushing. <laughs> no, oh, I, got I, the red. That, oh, oh, whoops! That that light's shining on your face. I knew you didn't have any shame. Oh, no, that that's the red light that's shining on the. That, that no, yeah. no, that, oh, uh-huh. oh. yeah. I, I kind of have a feeling Phil left that on so the whole world could know how smart he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, would it be so bad for people to learn a little bit about French literature and philosophy? Would it be so bad? Phil, yeah, Phil, just shut up, Phil. Shut up, Phil. Go smoke a cigarette. Yeah. Go smoke and a galois, Phil. Can we get an intern in here to actually tar- cut the feed? 